0: So what's the future regarding the economics of the country? We've already seen that prices are going up, inflationary pressure is there and we're not just talking about the prices on used cars we talk about the labor shortages the chip shortages which have no end in sight right now that's why you're not seeing used cars out there but we're seeing increases in meat in milk in fish in shoes in the things that matter to our families every single day then uh, the story out this morning just one of a couple of stories that the u.s gdp gross domestic product Rose rose 6.5%, which you would think is good. The expectation was 8.4%. Should we be paying attention to expectations? Is there a growth here that has a value? Is there a problem coming on the horizon, considering some things that the chairman of the Fed has just said? These are our questions. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Everything at TonyKatz.com. Matt Will joins us. Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis. Matt Will, dot com. Let's start with this number, the big number today. 6.5% as opposed to the estimate from Dow Jones of 8.4%. Do I care about the estimate or is this a problem?
1: No, you should care tremendously, Tony, but but let's start off by just you know echoing the good news. The good news is six point five percent, that's great. We are now at pre past pre-pandemic GDP. So we're now, you know, the, the economy shrank by thirty-one point four percent. It's now grown by thirty-three point four percent. So that's that's the good news. But you put the you hit the nail on the head. Everyone, every economist, every expert thinks that we should have grown still V recovery at 8.4%. That 2% gap has causes, and the causes are self-inflicted pain, primarily by federal government policy. And so, yes, Tony, it does matter that we should have grown at 8.5%, and we only grew at 6.5%. But because that, that means somebody is standing in the way of the recovery, and that's primarily the federal government. Now, let's
0: get into what we mean by standing in the way, because there are a couple things going on, and some have to do with, with actual things, and some have to do with, with, with mental things. I've been a lot of talk this week about mental things regarding uh, Simone Biles, for, for, for example, in the Olympics. Let's get into some of the actual things that are going on, and one of those things is inflation. The chairman of the Fed Jerome Powell is now on record saying that inflation could be more aggressive and last longer than the central bank uh, expected. Well, the only person who clearly didn't know this is Jerome Powell because we've been talking about inflation and the rise of prices everywhere. How bad is it in your view and is there a conversation about when we think it breaks?
1: Well, well, Tony, you know, we said that this was not transitory. You and I spoke about this not too long ago. The Fed said it was transitory, but the the number has been inching up. Last month, Tony, the June figure annualized was 10.8%. That's just in June. Now, granted, over the first six months of the year, we're at three and a half, but it's been inching up every single month. And the cause of it, as you ask, is primarily loose money policy by the Fed and trillions and trillions of dollars of government spending, which, Pop and Tony, have not had a positive impact on the economy. Instead, it's had a negative impact. They can't even spend it. There's more approved spending than there is money going out the door. They can't spend it fast enough. They can't figure out how to get the money in people's hands. That's how ridiculous the spending policy is, and it's causing inflation. You want a pay cut? You don't need someone, your employer to reduce your pay, Tony. Just get inflation. That's an automatic pay cut.
0: So the question is, and we've talked about this, there's a trillion dollars still of, of COVID spending that has not, uh, been, been put out there. At what moment d- does the inflation break? We've already talked about how you have to raise interest rates to maybe, uh, bring a little bit of, of that down. Are we now going to see the housing market have a slowdown because they can't figure out how to, how to get this inflation to stop? So the rates have
1: to go up. Tony, it's more than the housing market. the The purchasing managers index, which is a real-time indicator of the economy, shows that fifteen of eighteen industries have significant inventory shortages. that all almost all of them have labor that is contracting. They can't find labor. Their inventories are shrinking. Um, You can't buy a car, you can't buy a semiconductor. Good luck trying to, to buy almost anything you want right now. The shelves are not nearly as full, and it's not because the supply chain is shut down. It's because they don't have labor and they don't have raw materials. If you dig into this GDP report, what we see is the two primary causes are labor shortages and material shortages. Those are the two things driving the reduction or or the the lack of gain in the GDP that we just saw.
0: Talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis. Matt Will, M-A-T-T-W-I-L-L, mattwill.com is where you find more about him. Uh, You digging into this GDP report. GDP report, as you find. And we talk about the things that are are causing that 2% difference between the expectation and the reality. I bring up inflation. What do you see, uh, aside from these labor shortages, which are real, even uh, the CEO of McDonald's has noted that the states that have gotten rid of the extended unemployment benefits are coming back faster in terms of employees than the states that haven't. So this labor shortage, is this government-induced, or is there something else going on? out there
1: no it's it's government induced primarily and it's because we're paying people not to work but also there's something that normally we would talk about tony that we we're not doing now but we should regulation if you dive into this gdp gdp report which i did what you see is a reduction in domestic investment three and a half percent decline less domestic investment. You would think that as we come out of the the pandemic, that there'd be lots more private domestic investment, but no, it's shrinking. Why regulation? Remember, Tony, we are now energy dependent. One year ago, we were an energy independent country. We were a net exporter of oil. Countries were shipping oil here here to be refined and then shipping it back overseas once it was refined. We are now energy dependent. The regulation has caused tremendous harm to this economy. And you know, President Biden is very lucky that he inherited a strong economy, because it would be in much worse shape right now if he had not. These are the, the the factors that we know. Let's talk about
0: the idea of of not factors, not things that are are tangible that we can we can look at, or or at least you know take a look at, at numbers and kind of uh, plan out. Let us take a look at some of the other things, like confidence. The very idea of consumer confidence, I think, is extremely important. There was an ABC Ipsos poll that showed that 55% of Americans are pessimistic about the country's future. These these consumer confidence things, uh, the, these bits of polling, how do economists like yourself look at those things when trying to figure out where economy where the economy may be going to, and taking a look at the data uh, projecting forward?
1: You know, Tony, that's a great point, because what we see is the attitude and the psychology of the consumer eventually feeds into numbers. So we say, okay, what is the, the psychology of the person? What is their confidence or lack of confidence? And then how does that show up in the numbers? And we see it in this report, Tony. The 2% uh, missing our, our target, the savings rate in the United States declined. We went, had $4.1 trillion in savings previous quarter, $2 trillion this quarter people are starting to suck into their savings and spend that money, which caused the GDP to go up. Tony, do you realize if they had not tapped into their savings to spend money, the GDP would have been even worse? And so there's where you see what what you just mentioned. The lack of confidence in the economy shows because people are starting to to spend their savings. They're concerned that they don't have enough money and they're going to just buy stuff now because they may not be able to buy it. You may not be able to get a car in two months.
0: Now, what's so interesting here is that you are – are playing in in the Keynes-Hayek conversation. And what we have seen from this administration, that these people are Keynesians. So if I were, as a layman, to paraphrase, in front of an economist, which is never a good idea, (laughs) John Maynard Keynes had the belief that government spending is what primes the pump to get the economy going. But it was Frederick Hayek, F.A. Hayek, H-A-Y-E-K, no relation to Salma, who said that it is savings that allows economies to grow and thrive. First, do I have it accurate? And second, uh, the the, the follow-up is... Are we seeing that Keynesian economics doesn't work, or do they just need more time to spend more money?
1: Well, well, Tony, you are 100% correct, in my opinion, of how you just characterized the two. And we see it in the data right now. Right now, the the rate of increase in federal spending declined last—now, we're saying it increased still. But the the rate of increase declined by 5%. Private investment fell 3.5%. And what what it does is, as you said in Keynes' world, it boosts GDP when the government spends. But it's an it's an illusion. It's an illusion. It creates a temporary increase in GDP because it harms private investment. The government has to take money away from private companies in order to do that spending. It's a it's a short-term drug that the, that the addict takes to make them feel good now, and then it harms the economy long-term. And Quite honestly, that's what this White House is trying to do. They just want to have the, uh, the drug fix now where they're going to harm the long-term economy. You characterize it perfectly. And we see it by in a decrease in savings, a decrease in domestic investment. We, also, we see that right now in this report that was issued this morning.
0: His name is Matt Will. Dr. Matt Will, economist, University of Indianapolis. You find him at Matt Will, M-A-T-T-W-I-L-L, Matt Will.com. Sir, I always appreciate
1: it. I've got more coming up. I'm Tony Katz.